Welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. I'm Ashley, and I am the producer of this show. And we are back with part two of our mega episode. Thank you all so much for listening and continuing to support the show, and I hope you enjoy the episode. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Marriage, the podcast. You know, I, I'm still leery. There's still part of me that worries that this is all great right now and somebody's going to come in and just blow it out of the water. Yeah. But, um, like PJ said, I have the option. I can put my neck out and see what happens or I can shut down and you know go back to survival mode and be in my little box and be okay mm-hmm. so I although I've fallen off my own personal goals I think I've just allowed everything else to kind of get in the way the emotional side of stuff really I, I eat or I don't eat when I'm emotional mm-hmm. and if I eat when I'm emotional it's not good food <laughs> <laughs> it's never what I'm supposed to have. Right. Um, it's good, but it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's worth burpees. We'll put it that way. There you go. But um, I'm getting back on that track. It It's not a flipped switch yet, but we're getting to that point. I still have a few things that I'm navigating through. Um, you know, dealing with Saya, dealing with my dad. That, that whole two weeks with my dad... And him being sick and me not being, it, it's hard when you're states away and, um, you know, you get to call your dad's in the hospital. My dad has heart issues and, and other things. Um, he's a cancer survivor. So anytime he gets sick or has to go to the hospital, we all go on high alert because he, his defibrillator and his um, pacemaker are basically just, our last straw, you know? Yeah, just keeping him alive. So, um, whenever somebody calls and says dad's in the hospital, every, everything just kind of stops until we find out what we need to do. And my first instinct is always, I need to get to mom because I know my mom is very much like me and she has panic attacks and she falls apart quick when she can't control a situation. But having me there, it usually helps to buffer some of that because she won't fall apart for me. And that, that's what my intention was, unfortunately, with COVID and travel and all that stuff. I was given very specific instructions. My dad freaking texted me. <laughs> and he doesn't text. No, he doesn't. Don't come. <clears throat> it's like, okay. What do you mean don't come? You're in the hospital. What do you mean don't come? That's a hard pill for me to swallow. Yeah. Being hands off, knowing they both need me there. And my mom admitted, she's like, I, I need you, but you cannot be here. It's like, okay. I wouldn't have been able to visit him anyway, the way the hospitals are all locked down and everything now. So it was just kind of like every day waiting, getting text messages, getting different versions of things. And it's like, it, it was a hell of a two weeks for me. Yeah, no doubt. Um, on top, you, you add all of this together in about an eight week time frame, what would you say? And then autism waving its ugly beastly head in the middle of it. And you and me trying to navigate 
our time together and our time seems to be consumed with talking about what's going on with my parents or what's going on with the kids or what's going on. And it's not that we're not having our regular conversations. We've just got so much going on. Yeah. That we're, that's, that's what needs to happen. So I'm kind of looking forward to getting past Nothing's going to change from 2020 to 2021 overnight. I'm, I'm not looking for the whole Y2K kaboom. I'm just looking at January 1st means it's a new beginning. For me, January 1st is always a new beginning. I don't make um, new, year's new Year's resolutions. I, I will make goals, but I won't make resolutions. Resolutions always end up getting screwed. I will make goals, and I'll make them in increments. And I'll get back with PJ, and we'll we'll put things right. Um, I do have plans to keep going on the book. I've talked to my editor and made sure that I, I know where I'm going with it. I'm, my, my goal is to get the first two done and to her so that I can move into the third one and the first two can release with enough time in between them that I don't feel like I'm crunched. Um, but I'm still trying to kind of navigate me and all of it, you know? Yeah, Absolutely. And now, I mean, you just laid out a, a a decent list of challenges that all got in the way. And I mean, you gave the Cliff Notes version, you know, kind of in the moment. How how did I help you? Um, how did I do supporting you through those circumstances, whether it's good or bad or, you know, what could I have done better? But let's I just want to focus on all these things that we as a family were going through, but you were definitely, definitely going through as well. How how did I how did I do for you? Um, you're always checking on me. That that's big for me because if I'm not if I'm not talking, then I'm in my head. And if I'm if I'm in my head, then that's when things start to slowly go downhill. Um, you checked in on me. PJ checked in on me. We had discussed earlier on in the year, which we've talked about in another podcast, that PJ is a third sounding board for me that when there's something and it's not necessarily that I can't talk to you about it. It's sometimes she might be the closest person to me when something happens or she might be, usually it's because I'm on a machine and she catches me and, and what the hell's wrong with you. And then we, <laughs> we have a conversation or she'll look at me and go, you need to talk. Yeah. And that's the end of the conversation. It's like, okay, you, you don't get off the machine though. You just talk while you work. But um, I didn't you... hear some of that because as fate would have it, my microphone went off for a little while. So it's back on. I was able to save the day. I was you were checking on me and I was using PJ. We had agreed earlier on in the year that PJ is a another sounding board for yeah. me. And that um, because Rita's in her own situations right now and um you know, we we needed a third party. I needed a third party. Yeah. Um, my best friend is not available at the moment either because of her family situation. So COVID has kind of shifted Yeah. how we usually do things. Normally we have Rita. Normally I have my best friend. Sometimes I have my mom. It just depends on what's going on. You and I have getaways. So when things go to shit, you and I say, okay, we need a weekend. Mm -hmm. We're taking off. We're going to regroup. We're going to focus on us. And then we come back and we're recharged and we're ready to go. That's not happened. Yeah. Um, we did. We did get away 
and go for um, a couple of days to Big Bear, which I think that was probably a huge. Super big highlight. Huge highlight. Um, not only did we work out one of the books, but it just, even just lounging around in the room, there were no kids, there was no responsibility, and we could just be. And sometimes that's what I need the most is just to get away from everything. Yeah. Um, but then we did take the kids on vacation. That was a big one. For for us to get blessed with a vacation was huge. Um, Thank you, Ada. Right? That was the week that we picked up Saya, and his first introduction to being part of our family was to go on vacation. So um, he got to experience the fun side of the Morans before he got home and got locked down on all the rules. But um, you make it a point, we keep our date nights. We've had a couple of them that have been ruined because of conversations that had to happen or family stuff that came up that we just couldn't get out of. We had to take care of it. They renegotiated the nights. That's exactly it. You know, if if a date night went bad, we just, we okay, you know what, then we're going to get together on Thursday and you tell the kids and the kids know ahead of time. Even if I didn't know about it, Sophie knew before I did. She's like, no, mom, you're supposed to go up there. It's kids night. Okay. Um, we got firewood so I can go out and sit by the fire when I need quiet by myself anytime. Mm-hmm. That that was a big one for me. It's littler things, I think. It's not really... Um, they're little, but they're not little to me. The Christmas tree was probably... <laughs> mm-hmm. In my head, it sounds dumb, but it's not. Because I didn't think something so simple as a Christmas tree would be such a big deal for me. But when I sat down and really went over why the tree was such a big deal. From the we the first tree we had in a little bitty apartment. We've always had these little bitty. It's what we could afford. Mm-hmm. And it was fine. As long as we had a tree, I didn't care because the kids needed a tree. It's it, Another argument from years before. <laughs> we have to have a tree. Um but I always wanted a huge tree. And when we got this house, I made it a point. I mean, I spent like 400 bucks on that tree, but I made it a point. I'm getting the big tree I've always wanted. Mm-hmm. And I did. I found the perfect tree. And you can switch the lights and you can make them white or you can make them change colors. And I got all the brand new balls the colors the whole i love old trucks so my whole christmas tree was red and white old trucks and of course it fits with the alabama thing in the house <laughs> um but we it was just i was so proud we met a milestone this is something i've wanted for 20 freaking years yeah and i got my tree yeah and it was like the little girl in me went nuts yeah because i got my tree Happy dance. And then last year we put it up and the girls, we left it up until March. That was pretty cool, to tell you the truth. I know. My mom gave us hell for it, but the girls loved it. They were already begging me to leave the new one up. And I'm like, no, you killed the lights on the last one. So, but they can leave the big one up in the other room. <laughs> but we went to put my tree up and it doesn't work. The lights don't come on. I mean, it's still a beautiful tree. Don't get me wrong. It's a beautiful tree, but it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And we put it all together, and we're wait- I'm waiting for this big moment, and nothing. And I left the room and went to the garage and sat in the middle of the floor and cried. It's a tree. I, I knew you were crying. But something was going on when you went out there. I, You know what? I was actually, there's a scan code on the box, and I was looking it up to see how to troubleshoot it. 
but nothing would have worked for what we were dealing with. But we had just done the budget. We were budgeted to the penny for Christmas and what we could do for the kids and what the bills were going to be and how much is in the savings. And if I need to jump a plane to be with my mom, I mean, we had all the stuff lined out Mm -hmm. and we had just talked about, we've got no squeaking room. This is it. Here comes Quincy out in the garage, flipping something through his camera. Pick one. Is this it? Is this the tree? Is this the one you want? It's like, well, no, it's not the same tree. Find your tree and get it. It's like, we don't, we don't have the money for this. I'm spending the money on this. Find the tree. And it, it, it's such a simple thing, but it took part of that weight off of me because you were replacing something because it meant something to me. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just a tree. It was a milestone moment. And it was one of those things where, you know, you have, we have a tendency when we go places or do things, we always buy shot glasses or I'll get a shirt or something. We always find something to commemorate a milestone or a new moment or something we want to hold on to. Mm -hmm. You know, grandpa's bow and arrow, the moonshine shack sign. It's all little things, but they hold something important. And that it just, the tree was a big one for me. And when it came and we got it all set up, the girls were all putting it together and it tilted. I was like, no, I almost fell apart twice. (laughs) I thought my tree was broke again, but you fixed it. Yay, my hero. Hey, that is, that is good news. It's, but see, that's the point though. It seems like such a small thing, but you paid attention. It wasn't something where I had to come and tell you or ask you or, um, you know, I wasn't going to. I was just going to let it go. Knowing where we were financially, I was just going to let it go. But you know how important those things are to me because you pay attention. Yeah. You well, know. in times past, because I am working so hard, you know, I take, I take my mindset and I put it like right into the budget because I want us to be able to have a future. And I know that we're definitely going to have Hunter and Kirsten after, you know, everybody else has moved out and moved on. And we need some sort of financial certainty to get us there. Um, but I've learned that there's times where I've got to I've got to step over my own rules when it comes to that, especially in situations where it means so much to you. I would have been just fine sacrificing all of my Christmas money to make sure that you had a Christmas tree. I was tree. doing the same thing in my head. Well, <laughs> I I would not sacrifice your Christmas money, meaning what I had to spend for yeah. you. Not going to happen. Um, because I have the ability just to be a freaking Grinch about Christmas and say, hey, you know, I, this is not about gifts for me. But it is, more importantly, what's important to you. And I, I there was no way I was going to allow you to be devastated on your favorite holiday because it means so much to me and you and your joy and your fulfillment means everything to me that's most of my my best childhood memories were around christmas were around um my vacation time from school i spent all that time at momo's house the day after i got out of school I was driven down to her house and dropped off for three weeks. My mom and dad came and saw us for Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and then they went home. And then um, sometimes they would take us home right after. 
because we had to go see the other grandparents and we would go home from there. But um, I spent every vacation there. And Christmas for her was a big deal. I mean, she was one of those people that had the Christmas tree. You know how I get the poinsettias? Mm -hmm. That's why we get them because it was Momo's favorite. It was her tradition. But she used to have a whole row underneath the entire tree. She had them on the, t the table, and she had the big, tall, four-foot ones. And then she had little ones on the dining table. And, and I mean, she went all out on it's a presentation to look good. But then she did the little stuff. We always did the cookies. Mm -hmm. We always did the wrapping. You know, she would buy the presents, put everything in boxes, and then we wrapped them. Or she would, if, if it wasn't our own, half the time we went shopping with her and we picked her own stuff. Um, when she got to be older, she couldn't figure out what everybody wanted mm -hmm. and i used to get in trouble because my sister and my cousin would know exactly what they wanted and i would struggle with what do we spend money on and i didn't know how like i would look at something and be like no i don't i don't need it it's okay don't spend the money i don't need it but it's the mentality i grew up with so when it came to us struggling in the beginning and not having so much for so long and then having people give in to us or give to the kids so that they had a Christmas. As soon as that barrier or whatever you want to call it was broken and we could do things, mm -hmm. I went full boat with all the traditions. I mean, even when they were babies, I used to have stuff sticking in the ceiling just because they couldn't, they couldn't go anywhere. The triplets were born. They couldn't do anything. They were, they were immobile. Yeah. You know, they, the milestones were way late. So, <laughs> Instead of having baby mobiles, I would go to the dollar store and buy those little stringy, shiny things or little picture animals or whatever, birthday stuff, and I would push pin them to the ceiling and hang them in the living room. Quincy would come home and go, what is all this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, But they couldn't go anywhere. But Hunter loved it. He thought it was the coolest thing ever because we had all this stuff bouncing off the ceiling whenever the fans were on. We made what we could out of what we had, and now that we have more... I'm giving them a little bit more. And now the girls are following tradition. And that that's important to me. Yeah. That's what's leaving here is like today when they answered the door, I thought JoJo was dying. She's screaming for me because your box came and give me the box. No. <laughs> and she's screaming for me when I get back. I'm like, what is it? And she showed me what box it was. Like <gasps> the dad sees. She's like, no, I ran for my life. <laughs> you know, but it's, it's not a big deal. It's just a gift, but it's, the way that they respond and how much it means to them now because it's a gift. It's something I get to do. It's it's this moment, you mm -hmm. know. Um, but as far as what you've done to help me get through it, you've made sure to check in with me when we've had some pretty hard talks. Um, we didn't let it linger. We didn't let it hang for days. Yeah, you and I had a big moment between us that was that was super rough um you know nothing no infidelity of any sort but just on a, a different topic we had a big we had a big moment between us that we had to work through and it was tough mm -hmm. super hard and um even through that time you know i wanted to make sure that i checked on you even though i was really upset yeah you know i still checked on you for that well we made it a point not to let because sometimes the big arguments can drag out for days yeah 
And sometimes it's where you're arguing constantly. Sometimes it's where you argue once and then you don't talk for days. It just varies on the conversation. And we, you made it a point to not let it be a silent few days. You made sure to constantly check to see, you know, where are we? What are you thinking? How can I help? Um, but then also with um, checking in on my progress and where I'm at and how I'm feeling and um, you know, I still get mouthy and I get, I get kind of bitchy when you question my food habits and whatnot, because I know I'm doing wrong and it's, it hasn't changed my, my mindset exactly, but I, I, I have it, I have myself set up. I know what I'm going to do. So I'm not, I'm not really too nervous about it. I am kicking myself a little bit. Um, but we did, we got the stuff for the gym, which that's a huge lifesaver for me because now even when babysitting is a problem, I still have my outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, that was super huge. We got a lot of big projects done that we had planned for the year and got them off the, the honeydew list, which I think took a lot of stress off of both of us because that list has been getting longer and longer and longer and we never took anything off of it. This, and then all of a sudden we hammered out you know three or four things in a row that just kind of... I think made us both breathe a little bit easier. Yeah, it made me feel like um, I was actually doing something because I work so much and the projects just stack up and there are things that I need to do. Even for the podcast, I've been so terrible at doing any kind of blog. I don't even know if people read the blog, but it's something that I committed to do and that I failed at. Um, But looking at the things at home, you know, it's... uh, Home has needed your attention a lot. So we've had to, we've had to put a lot of stuff kind of on the back burner because we've had some situations come up with the kids that, you know, our kids are teenagers turning into adults. And these are not situations that we could just say, well, we'll talk about it tomorrow. We had to stop everything and address the situation. And some of them, we had to have conversation after conversation days in a row because we need to make sure our kids are making the right choices. Mm-hmm. But we also need to make sure that they're informed enough to make their own choice. Yeah. And that... It has been a lot of family meeting, dynamic yeah. involvement, just heavy conversations and coaching you know, us as a family through it. It has not been easy at all. No, but our, I've had three of our kids now randomly at different times, not with each other in the room, you and dad are relationship goals. That is huge for me mm-hmm. because my parents were not relationship goals for me. I love my mom and dad, but watching what they went through to get to where they are, good God, I'm glad we didn't travel that road. Yeah, me too. You know, I don't, uh, even with what you had growing up, I love them all, and I know you do too, but man, I'm so glad we didn't turn make those turns, you know? Yeah. And watching our kids and hearing them talk about us, and, you know, when we tell them, yeah, Dad and I were close to divorcing at one point, you should see the shock that crosses their face because they could never see how we are now. There's no way Dad would ever divorce you. There's no way Dad would ever go anywhere. Why? Why would that even be a conversation? It's like, man, you guys were... Too little and in diapers to know what was happening yeah. at the time, but we haven't always been these people. Yeah, trying to to <clears throat> get them to understand we're we're teaching you now how to be who we are now, mm-hmm. so that you don't go through all that crap that we did. 
And that is the end of part two of our mega episode. Thank you all for listening. And we've still got the final part coming out for all of you tomorrow. So I hope you're looking forward to that. Also, don't forget that you can interact with the show using both our email and our Facebook page. And links to both are down in the show notes or the description below. Again, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. I'm Ashley, and this has been another episode of Man vs. Marriage. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose. For a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Marriage, the podcast.